Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message by guest speaker, Bo Williams. Well, good morning once again. If you're a visitor, welcome. We are so glad that you are with us this morning. My name is Chris Valdez, and I'm the senior pastor of New Covenant Church. (laughs) Thank you. For those of you who are visitors, that's just a recent change. <laughs> pastor Darrell was senior pastor of New Covenant Church for 31 years. Amen. Yes. Well, we're having a special service this morning, and this will be the only thing I share with you this morning. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank uh, my family, my parents, and my brother and his wife and my niece made the trip from Amarillo. So we're thankful that they came to join us today. And then I just want to take a moment to introduce uh, our speaker this morning. His name is Pastor Bo Williams and his wife, Roseanne. They also made a trip from Amarillo, uh, Texas, and we're so thankful uh, that they did that to honor, honor us this morning. Uh, I was talking to Pastor uh, Daryl this morning. I think he was thinking it had been about 15 years that he's known Pastor uh, Bo. Uh, I think I met him around 1997, so go a little bit further back. Uh, but it was uh, he's the the campus pastor at the North Campus, and and that's when he and I really uh, got into a close relationship and really worked together. And uh, he really is a spiritual father uh, for me, and was an answer to uh, many many years of prayer uh, for for someone to speak into my life. And um, He's referred to by a lot of people at uh, Trinity's campus as their uh, uh, campus theologian or the, the whole church theologian. He is a, a deep, deep well uh, for the word of God, and uh, he speaks into many lives. And the thing that I heard this morning uh, that I think says more uh, about him than anything is that he's a disciple of Jesus Christ. And he disciples many, and he has followed the Lord for many, many years. Uh, and it is just my uh, honor and privilege this morning to introduce Pastor Bo Williams to you this morning. Well, good morning. I think something's not on. Is it on? Yeah, we're, okay, we're good. Well, it is an honor to be here. Uh, greetings from Trinity Fellowship. Um, New Covenant Church has been in relationship with Trinity Fellowship for a long time. Uh, going back how many years to TFAC? 2003. And uh, Pastor Darrell has been an important part of TFAC, the organization that New Covenant belongs to. And there's a lot of history between the two churches. And I actually had the uh, uh, privilege of coming here probably about four years ago. Uh, spent some time with... Uh, Pastor Darrell and the elders got to know them and got to, I wasn't here on a Sunday, but uh, really was exposed to the church. And I love this church. It reminds me a lot of our North Campus, the way you worship, just your passion and zeal for the Lord. So I feel very much at home. So thank you for for welcoming me. Uh, This is a historic day. And I'm not going to bring a typical kind of message, I'm really just going to set up what God is going to do here today by explanation. Uh, A little bit later this morning, we're going to lay hands on Chris and Candace. And what does that mean? You know, that's not a modern church invention. It goes all the way back, has deep biblical roots, going back even to ancient Israel. 
And what happened when hands were laid on leadership? This commissioning is what we're calling it today. I want to explain that to you. I just kind of set that up for you. Um, The Apostle Paul begins many of his letters by saying who he was. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And the key word in in all of those greetings in his letters is the word will. And if you look that up in the original Greek, it's thelemi. And it means, uh, really, the simplest explanation is that when someone is in the will of God, and I know that's a question for many people, knowing that they're in the will of God, not wanting to miss the will of God for their life, but simply, it doesn't really mean that you're doing exactly the right thing at any particular time in your life. That's normally what we associate with the word will, you know, who you're supposed to marry and what house to buy, what career decisions, things like that. No, the the word will means to be who you are, who he made you to be, to walk in that being. And, And when you're in the will of God, you're bringing a smile to his face. Isn't that a wonderful definition? You're bringing a smile to his face because you're walking in the, the life and the plan that he has for you. And that's what brings us to today because that's exactly where Chris and Candace, their family, that's exactly where they are and it's exactly where New Covenant Church is. You're in the will of God. There's a smile on God's face today. I love that. And I love that I've had really even a small part to be a part of that story uh, in Chris coming here. I love reminding Daryl that he owes me big time. <laughs> and he'll never be able to fully pay that debt. I, I love the, the pleasure of reminding him of that. You know, ministry has been in Chris's heart for a long time. In Chris and Candace's heart. What we're doing here today... You know, kind of, Chris is kind of the, the focus here, but it's his whole family because his whole family is in the will of God. What's happening here today and what has happened in the last three years has, has had a smile on God's face. Everything that has led up to this moment, which is, a, again, a historical moment for that family, but for this church, God has orchestrated all of it. He's ordered all the steps, and it's their faithfulness that has gotten them to where they are today. And it's your faithfulness that has opened the door for that to happen. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And I know that's a familiar verse to you, but what that, what that scripture is talking about is um, that God will give you the desires in your heart. He'll put his desires in your heart. That will lead to the expression of living out his plan for you, the will of God, the, the, the Lemi. And so this desire has been in Chris's heart because of his faithfulness to, uh, to his relationship with the Lord. Chris has always desired to do only but fully what God had planned for him. That's a faithful man. Candace is the same way. I, I know them both well. And I know that their, their love for the Lord um, has brought them to this place. You know, God could have taken them somewhere else, but God knew this day was coming, and he led them here. It's all, all a part of his, uh, the fabric, the mosaic of, 
of his plan for their life that he put together. In 2011, we had a prophetic presbytery at Trinity Fellowship, and it's always a big deal. We do it almost every year, and we bring in outside presbyters who do not know the candidates that they're praying over. Chris and Candace that year were one of the couples that was selected to go through presbytery. These are men who do not know them. They just, all they know is what they ask God to reveal to them, and they speak these words over them. And I'd like to read just a little bit of their presbytery that goes back seven years. Seven years ago, these words were spoken over them. And so here's, uh, I'm just going to read an excerpt from one of the presbyters, but here's what they said about Chris. Chris, I saw these things. There's an order in your life. Kind of order is your middle name. If you know Chris, you know how right that is. You like to stack things, count things, organize things. I bet your sock drawer is neatly arranged. It's just part of who you are. You administrate, you organize, you're detailed, and you're planning. You're good. I wrote this down. You give orders, you can take orders, and you implement orders. You're a man that understands authority, Chris, and you operate well in it. You have authority because you're under authority. You operate well in that. And there's a natural authority that comes out of your life because of the way you operate. This is so true about this man. He knows how to be under authority. And it's that kind of faithfulness that that God will raise up to give greater authority to. God's favor is upon you. When you're involved, things go well or things improve. You just, you grease a lot of wheels in the things that you do, and you make things better, and things go well. You're a good leader, and you know from his uh, three-year history here, he has brought a value to this house. And And God has blessed this house through his leadership. You're able to inspire and motivate people around you. You cast vision. You're able to train. You understand the concept. You can systemize it and then train people in it. And you bring them along, motivate them in what is taking place. You serve those who serve you. That's one of the things that makes you a great leader. You're not there. You haven't aspired to some place of influence so that people could serve you. But you turn wherever you are in influence and you help. You serve those that are with you. You have a gift of exhortation and your your thinking, your mindset is global. You don't think simply the church, though you're very deeply rooted here. You think beyond that, and your vision is beyond just the local ministry of the church here. Very well said. And a lot more was said in that prophetic word, but that was spoken seven years ago. And the way prophecy works like that, it has to be judged to be accurate, but it it speaks to the present and it also speaks to the future, and there's been an outworking of that for the last seven years about Candace. Candace, I saw this. I saw you are a worshiper at heart. Worship is simply stated. It's love expressed. And you love to express your love to God. I see CDs playing in your home and worship music, and I see you singing songs, and you just worship wherever you go. It's a part of your heart and life. Your love for God is expressed in all that you do. It's not just in one thing. It's everything. It radiates out of your life. There's a quiet leadership to your life. Your influence is great. You lead by example, and many watch and follow your pattern. I want you to hear that because I think there's an element. You think, well, 
I really don't do that much. There's not really that much. You know, I'm here because of Chris. It's not really me. And you have more influence than you understand. You're a quiet leader and many people watch your life. And you provide a pattern for many to follow. Those are honorable words, Candace. And I I love seeing the fulfillment of this in in both of you. So today, uh, we're going to be laying on of hands. And I want to give a little bit of a biblical context to what what that means. In Hebrews 6, it's listed as one of the, the first things, the elementary principles of living the life. And... But, you know, the modern church, for the most part, really doesn't get the significance of it. It's a big deal. Laying on of hands is a big deal. And, you know, we're even cautioned not to lay hands on someone too quickly. Because God is always doing a work. And God is preparing people for the, uh, for the commissioning for what's ahead. Paul gets saved on the road to Damascus, and it's some 14 years later before hands were laid on him. To begin his missionary ministry. And so in Acts chapter 13, I think there's a great passage that gives us the, the setting for what we're doing here today. Verses 1 through 4, and I think maybe the, yeah, the scriptures are up there. Now listen to the detail of this passage. This is the kind of passage you read when you're reading the book of Acts. You just kind of bounce over it and you don't really notice what's happening here. But there's some incredible detail that we want to pay attention to. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, Antioch was a, a very important city. It was a pretty good-sized city and a fairly large Gentile church, mostly Gentile, Gentile church, had, had developed in Antioch. And it turned out ultimately to be Paul's home church. But it says, now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. There's five of them listed here. Barnabas. Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Now, the two names we recognize are Barnabas and Saul. Uh, but they're not the only leaders here that are a factor in what happened. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, catch that, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me. Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Okay, let's look at this passage again because we're getting ready to do this. It's the laying on of hands. There are multiple leaders that have affirmed that God is doing what he's doing. I know it was on, was it September 9th that the announcement was made to the church? The elders, including Pastor Darrell and including Pastor Chris, had been in prayer. There probably was some fasting. Somebody fasted, at least in between meals, somewhere along the way. Don't want to over-spiritualize that. But I know these men were, were seeking, God, what are you doing? What are you saying? From the time that Chris came. From the time this family moved to Lampasas, these men were asking God, what are you doing? What are you saying? There's been a a continual seeking of the Lord for the last three years. And even before that, 
you know, Daryl called me and said, we, we believe the time is right for us to look for the next generation of leadership here. And we think, we believe that our process should be to identify a number two person who ultimately could succeed me. Do you know of anybody? Well, I, there was a little gnashing of teeth on my part because Chris was, he was a lay leader, but he was, he was my number two person where I was at the uh, North Campus, the, where I'm a uh, campus pastor. He was a treasure to me, faithful, capable, uh, an impact person making a difference. And I sought the Lord, and it didn't take very long. The Lord said, send Chris. Of course, Daryl had to say, come on, Chris. <laughs> I mean, there's a little more involved than that, but... Um, but I, I believe that that was God's next season for this family. And I, I believe that that was God's next season for this church. And so, so I made the connection. And it wasn't long after that that, that the call was made for, for them to move to Lampasas. And then the, uh, the, the multiple leaders uh, affirmed that and, and have been affirming it ever since. The second aspect of this laying on of hands is that these, these leaders are before God, seeking the very best that God has for this church. And the Holy Spirit said, separate to me, separate unto me. That's really the, that's really the meaning of the word holy, to consecrate, to separate something apart for its intended use. That's, what, that's where the word holiness comes from. This is a holy act. That we're doing today because we're responding to the separate unto me, Chris and Candace and this family for the work that I've called them to. And then it says that the leaders laid hands on Barnabas and Saul. And that word laid hands in Hebrew is samach. Everybody say samach. The leaders laid hands on Barnabas and Saul. They samocked them. That's the verb form. They samocked them. Not smacked them. Samocked them. <laughs> it's a big deal to have hands laid on you. To be samocked. It was a huge deal back then. You know, this began Paul's ministry. And Barnabas. They were already established leaders in the church, but something very significant happened in Acts chapter 13 when hands were laid on them. Because the noun form of Samach is Samicha. Everybody say Samicha. Because when Barnabas and Saul got up, when Barnabas and Paul got up after hands had been laid on them, they had something that they did not have before they laid hands on them. They had Samikha. So let's pair these two words together. Samikha is authority. It was a commissioned authority. And the verb form to samak them means to lay hands on them to receive that authority. Multiple leaders under the, the direction of the Holy Spirit laid hands on Paul and Barnabas 
to put on them the authority that they would need to walk in as they went forward on their very first missionary journey. They had Semikah. So later when Paul would write his letters and he would say, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, he could only say that because he had the Semikah to say that. And Chris stood up a moment ago and he said, I'm Chris Valdez, the senior pastor of New Covenant Church. He can only say that because of the authority being put on him to say it. The elders have already agreed to do that. That What we're doing today is formalizing what has already happened. We're going to mock him and Candace this morning to formalize the Samika that he already walks in. And that is a historical moment for this church. This is a good day for New Covenant Church. Let's give God praise for what he's doing here today. Just one other comment before I call Chris and Candace up. Well, two comments. One is, after hands were laid on them, it says that the leaders, these other three leaders, and probably other leaders there at the Church of Antioch, sent them. But then the very next verse says, and having been sent by the Holy Spirit, they went. This, what we're doing today, means nothing if the Holy Spirit isn't sending them. But it means everything because the Holy Spirit is sending them. And the last comment is, it is God's heart for His church today to be multi-generational. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are in this church. And what we're, what we're witnessing today and taking part in is a generational succession. Daryl and Connie are Abraham and Sarah. They're a young Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> but make no mistake, they know what generation they belong to. Chris and Candace are Isaac and Rebecca. And it is God's heart for the succession to take place in this way. And here's, here's how it's worked out. Three years ago, Chris came. Not to be senior pastor three years ago. But so that he could become a part of this church. He could sit. He and Candace could sit under Daryl and, and Connie. And so that the relational connection could be made and established. So that we have a true generational succession. He's a son of this house. He's been a son of Trinity Fellowship House, but he's been a son of this house for the last three years, and he really has looked to Daryl as his Abraham. And there's been an impartation going on for the last three years, and this is the fruit of it. And I love this. God is so into this. God says, this is the way it's supposed to be done. It really is. I love it. He's not a hireling. He's a shepherd. He has, a, he has a shepherd's heart for this house, for this congregation, and it's been growing in him for the last three years. And God said, now, set apart for me, Chris and Candace, for the work that I've called them to, September 30th, 2018. Here we are. Chris and Candace, if you want to come up.
I'll be the, the first to, to pray over them and uh, followed by the elders. And Chris and Candace, as I, I want to uh, speak a word over you. It comes out of Colossians 125 and then pray over you. Colossians 125 says, uh, Paul says, Of this church I was made a minister according to the stewardship God bestowed upon me that I might fully carry out the preaching of the gospel. And what I'm saying is that of this church, you all have been made a minister. According to the stewardship that God has given to you, he has entrusted this church to you. That's what it means to be given stewardship by God for something. And your heart, I know your heart, is to fully carry out what, what that means. We don't even know what that means. But it does mean that you keep pressing in, you keep reaching, you keep listening, you keep walking, you run when it's time to run. You, just, you do everything being led and empowered by the Holy Spirit for both of you. And this thing will develop, and there will be a day when you'll say, you know, I, I believe we have fully carried out what God has given us. Amen. So, Lord, I pray this word over them, and I thank you that for a time such as this, you call them to this place. Who would have known uh, five years ago, ten years ago, uh, that this, is, this day would be coming and it would be in this place, but you knew, you've always known God. And you put the desire in their hearts a long time ago that is now coming to a, a new level of fulfillment, entering a new season. In the name of Jesus, I bless them with the will, the strength, the energy, the passion, the vision, the grace, uh, the peace, Lord, to fully carry out what you have given them stewardship for. God, we thank you for what you're doing and what you've done and what you will do. You are the God who, who was and who is and who is still to come. Lord, we thank you for the future of this church. We thank you, God, for this moment in Jesus' name. Amen. I think one of the elders is coming. Yeah. You want some oil? Thank you, Pastor Bo. Uh, Chris, I'm going to start off with the word that I have that really is for both of you. Uh, I believe God gave this for me, for you on this special day. Uh, you've told this congregation that God's been preparing you for leadership as a senior pastor, and that it's taken long years to get to this place. You've spoken of all your experiences in different jobs and in ministry as well. You've spoken of Candace and the girls with love and appreciation for all they bring to your being ready to be a senior pastor. And I believe you now see the value of that time that it took. He truly was preparing you for all aspects of this position, this calling. But I'd like you to consider that God as he was preparing you for his calling, was also preparing a place for you as well. 
Jesus told his disciples, I go and prepare a place for you before he left them. The principle is similar. Uh, Before you could follow God's perfect call and plan for your life, he had to prepare a place for you to be that senior pastor. New Covenants enjoyed the leadership of a man totally given over to to being God's set man almost since it began. Uh, He's faithfully walked with God through many a challenge as well as blessings. In his obedience to God and his gifting as a pastor and a preacher, he's brought this congregation to maturity and a hunger for more. The body has been prepared uh, for this time and is ready. A few years back, God led the elders to enlarge your tent, and with his help and the congregation's faithfulness and generosity, our building was expanded. Uh, We have seen many new uses and ministry come as a result of the expansion but I believe that we have not yet seen the ultimate reason for it. I believe that God has prepared this place for more. I believe that God has impressed on me that with your setting in as a senior pastor, we're going to see new ministries, new works, and many lives are going to be changed, and Lampasas itself will know God's blessing as a result. Uh, You are prepared and ready. This congregation has been prepared and is eager, and this place is prepared and waiting for all God has for us all. Chris, follow God and him alone. All is prepared and waiting. Good morning, church. Uh, The apostle John wrote in his first chapter that he came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that all men might believe. Uh, In the spirit of the Apostle John, I want to come to you this morning and testify about the light, about God's goodness and his faithfulness, and what a mighty, mighty God that we serve. Several years, it wasn't even several, many years ago, Daryl and I and Mike started praying about the future of New Covenant. There were some uncertain times. Uh, We we went through some tough times together. Uh, We struggled. Uh, with our own faith, we struggle with our own relationships with one another. Uh, I struggle with my relationship with the church. I was raised in the church. I, my, my father's been a pastor. I, I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and, and the beautiful in church. We prayed. We discussed. We read books together. <laughs> we, bless you, Daryl. You... <laughs> you Daryl, Daryl, we had it. We were in his book club, and uh, y'all, I, I finally had to had to man up and say, Daryl, I can't read another book, please, please. <laughs> but we 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 read we read a lot together, and we read the Bible, and we prayed. And uh, for the past couple of years, y'all y'all have seen Chris here as our executive pastor. And uh, I know to some people uh, a few weeks ago that it, it might have came as a shock that, uh, that we were going to make Chris the senior pastor. Because everything here at the church for the, for the pastor, since he got here, it, it, it went from ups and downs and I don't knows and we, what are we going to do to everything just kind of smoothed out because Chris started working on the, on the executive part of the church. Candace helped us get finances in line that we had struggled with. Oh, all oh, the numbers were—they were horrible. 
I mean, it was all there. We just couldn't find it. It was, it was, it was like my toolbox at home. It's all in there somewhere. You just, you just got to find it. What a blessing. What a blessing. And, and I know that everything smoothed out, but I want you all to know that it was like a duck on the lake. Everything on top looked smooth underneath. Boy, there was just things moving and jiggling and splashing around. We've worked. We've prayed. We've planned. We knew we needed an executive pastor. God gave us so much more when he gave us you. I want you to know in your life, and I want to make this personal to y'all. Today is not a ceremony about church government. Today is not something that we're doing uh, just to fulfill uh, governmental requirements for who's going to be the next leader and who's in what place on the paperwork somewhere. Today is an answer to fervent prayer. Your elders have been praying and seeking and, and, and crying that God would somehow come down and take what we had and make it into what he wanted it to be. And we had no idea. After all the books we read and all the discussions that we had, we still had no idea. I mean, we even read one about church succession that was like how you're supposed to do it. And we went all the way through there at least twice. We said, we still have no idea how it's going to work. And this morning, God reminded me, one of my fears from years ago, when we first started talking about someday there might be a replacement, I was scared because I thought I was going to lose my friend. My dear, close friend. And I did not want you to go. And I've seen how this could go, and it's not always pretty. You know what? We serve a God who is so good. He could give us a man who could answer every question that we had, who could meet all our needs, and we don't lose our old friends. They get to stay here with us. Amen? Church, God is mighty, He's powerful, He's able, and He is willing. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. I want you to know, church, that the Lord works out everything for His own good, for His own will, and to His end. And this is exactly what this is. Thank you, Mike. Pray with me, please. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that your presence is our very life. I ask for overwhelming presence and the glory of the Lord to be upon Chris, Candy, Abby, and Allison, and this whole body of New Covenant as we enter this new chapter in what you're doing. Father, your word tells us better one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. And I pray we will experience that, that as Chris, Candy, and their girls devote themselves to prayer and seeking you, you will overflow into their lives, that your presence upon them would be like the oil of anointing on them to set them apart for your service. And I ask that through the leadership of Chris and Candy and the way you've set them apart to equip your people that you will let us see your glory, that it will lift you high and transform our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We love y'all. I'm last. Thank y'all for hanging in there. Uh, just a word for, for Chris and Candy and for um, New Covenant Church. I want to set the stage just a, a little bit before I get into that. Back when Chris came to interview 
at New Covenant, we, uh, the elders and I, we did this here in the church while the wives were waiting at Common Grounds to have lunch and, and meet with Candace. And we had about 13 or 14 questions that we were going to go through. And we had, he knows where I'm going. We had, we had about we had about an hour and a half to do those 13 or 14 questions. And then um, after an hour, when we were still on, he was still answering question three. We knew that Chris had no trouble explaining or being thorough when he was talking to us. But, you know, here's the thing. It's funny because the, the interview was definitely longer and, and, and more thorough than we ever expected. But I told Chris this morning, Chris has been more than we have ever expected. And he's brought more to New Covenant than we have ever expected. And that's been a tremendous blessing for us. And in Psalm 1, it says, Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And that's Chris. And that's Candy. And that's your family. So, Lord Jesus, we speak life and blessing and prosperity over Candace and over Chris and their family. We thank you that you sent them to New Covenant. And we walk in your spirit. We say, Father, that we are so blessed. We are so blessed not to have just one but two men of God who seek to hear you and know and respond to you. And so we give you praise and honor and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. One more, one more scripture. I'm almost done. You can come on up, Daryl. You can stand. That's, that's cool. I'm not good. This is from Ephesians. This is really for, for Chris and for everyone. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That is our prayer for New Covenant, that Chris and Candy, that all of us, that we would walk in the fullness of God. And we will continue to know and hear and respond to Jesus Christ. Now I'm done. The words I have, I've written because this is a very special time to me. Chris, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and truth and of the fear of the Lord. I've watched you these three years humble yourself before the Lord, listening for his voice and following him. I've listened to your heart as we've talked together, and I've made him read books too. I've watched your walk. I've seen your love for your family and for this church family. So I want to say some words to you, what Paul said of Timothy and to Timothy. So these are kind of a paraphrase of what I feel like God is saying. I have no one I have no one else more likely like minded. I have no one else. When I call Bo, I ask Bo, I need someone that knows the message. It's not enough just to know that he's a good preacher, he's got a da 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 I need somebody that knows the life of Christ. And walking in it. I have no one else more like-minded than you. 
And I know you're genuinely concerned about this body. You've proven your character. And you've served with me like a son with a father in the proclaiming of the gospel. You must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true for you know you can trust those who taught you. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from your childhood. And they've been given... And they have given you wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will continually to reveal, to declare the truth to you and through you. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Jesus Christ, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage this people with great patience and instruction. Chris, God has called you. This is my word for you. God has called you a builder. The foundation has been laid, for no other foundation can anyone lay than which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. He will give you the plan, and He will make it plain. These people are living stones ready for construction into a place of vibrant life, vibrant with His life. God saw this day before you were born. He birthed you, prepared you, filled you with His Spirit, tested you and trained you, and now has placed you, set you here. Keep your eyes and heart set on His face. Know His smile over you today. His smile over you, Candy, and your girls. Let me repeat over you what He's already told you. He who began this good work in you will bring it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. The message says it this way. The God who started this great work in you will keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish until the day Jesus appears. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, may the anointing of the Holy Spirit come in power and demonstration over your life. And today, we set you in place, the place prepared for you before the foundation of the world. You are going to fulfill God's purposes in these days for His time. You will build upon that firm foundation, that rock that cannot be shaken. You're a kingdom family, and you're going to bring kingdom authority. And so we release to you the authority and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of God. He will declare what the Spirit is saying, what the Jesus is saying, and what the church needs to be. And we receive it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to invite Abby and Allison to come up here. Also, I'm going to invite the elders, wives, Bo, Roseanne, if you want to come. We're going to surround these. And now it's your turn as a church. Come on up. The laying on of hands. I want you to stretch your hands toward these, this family. 
And I want to pray a prayer that I hope you will agree with. And I'll ask you to agree with it at the end. Lord, we ask you to anoint Pastor Chris, Candy, and his family. We want you to be responsive. We, we as a congregation want to be responsive to our pastor and listen under, submitting to your lordship and his leadership as he watches out for our souls and our spiritual welfare. We ask you to bless Chris and Candy and Abby and Allison. Let them know our love, our support, and our prayers. Bless them and fill them with your power, wisdom, and love. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampasses.com.